Well, good morning, Nukov. So good to see you. Thanks for being here on a holiday weekend. And great worship. Oh, my word. I, I know you do this. I just feel better saying it. We need to be so careful of those lyrics. And what I find myself uh, singing, there are times that I'm praising God, saying, yes, this is so true, and, and I embrace that. It's how I'm living presently, how I'm living my life. And then there are other times that not so much. And burn like a fire in me. I think about, do I really have that fire to, to share the love of Christ with others? And, and so I sing that song more of a, as a confession, saying, God, this is what I desire and this is what I want. Um, so through this new series, okay, enough of, enough of that. Enough conviction, right? <laughs> I was just talking to myself. Uh, through this new series, uh, The Best is Yet to Come, we're starting every, every time with this, this verse, Hebrews 2.11. So we must listen very carefully, and the word listen means to listen with intent to act upon. So we must listen very carefully to the truth we have heard, or we may drift away from it. And so the things that we're talking about are not, uh, I'm not sharing saying I think our church is drifting. These are things we say we want to make sure that we don't drift. And so remind us of the truths that we have. Uh, two things, more than anything else, we want our church to know God and to know him in a personal way. And we've talked about how that happens. And the most effective way to know God's heart is through consistent practice of reading and applying his word. Listen with intent to act upon. Because when we open God's word, God opens his mouth. I made a comment last week about the only comment I remember. But I said, God has never brought to mind a passage of scripture that I've never read. We've got to be in God's word for him to speak to us. And so, uh, yes, he could write it up in the sky But most of the time, he's going, why should I do that? I've written it here in God's word. And so read it and apply it. Read it and apply it. And so that's our goal here at New Cub is every every Sunday you'll hear, open your Bible. Here's where we're we're reading from. And uh, this morning, we've already kind of let you know the direction we're headed. To know God and to make him known. Our mission is found, and it was already read during the last song. David spoke it. Matthew 28, 19 to 20, and right before verse 19 is verse 18. It says, and all authority in heaven has been given to me. That's pretty much you better listen to the professor. So, therefore, since all authority has been given to Jesus, all authority in heaven and on earth, as you're going, make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Acts 1.8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And when you invite Jesus Christ to come into your life, you have all of God living in you. God the Spirit comes to live in you. And so the goal is to access that power that's there. But you will receive power 
dynamic power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So start local and go global. Start local, go global. Well, that means that there's a lost world out there that needs Jesus. And we, we, we just got through singing, burn like a fire in me so that I may share Christ with others. They're, the people that God's put around you, that's their most obvious opportunity to hear Christ and to see Christ is in you and through you and as your spoken word to, to them. And that we take this on personally. This isn't, when we say this is the call to the church, we're, we make up the church. And so it means that instead of running from and putting up a drawbridge, which is a temptation because we think that it'll be safe if we just don't let the world in, it, we, we got to build a bridge and don't blow that bridge up. And so we pursue people around us because we're, we're representing Jesus Christ. Our calling to prepare those we influence is eternally significant. And, and that's, that's huge for us. That our, our sharing Jesus Christ with people, it has eternal consequences. The Bible says we live, we die, then we stand before God. And there'll be one question, what did you do with Jesus? Not how many times did you attend church? I keep up with that, but God doesn't. Just saying. We're God's search and rescue team. And if people didn't need Jesus, then why are we spending money coming together and sending people all over the world? Keep it here. But that's not what Jesus said. You start local and you go global. Before we broke ground on the building that we're sitting in here, we had it all mapped out. I had told everybody to bring their shovels and... Uh, right before we took our first dig, I said, okay, now, turn and face outward. And we took our first dig facing outward because our church exists for people who have not yet come to know Jesus Christ. That this isn't about us. It's about us sharing Jesus Christ to, to know him and to make him known. So I want to brag on our church uh, this morning. Four ways. That we're seeing God at work just over the last several months. It, it goes year-round, but we haven't had opportunity to, to brag on our church. And the first one is Builders for Christ. And so I want you to watch this video, and then I want you to hear from Zach. Builders for Christ is a nationwide organization that organizes volunteer labor from churches to help other churches build or rebuild. Since Builders for Christ helped New Cove in the mid-90s build what is now our Flipside Auditorium, we have sent a team each summer to help other churches. This year, nine New Cove volunteers drove 12 hours to Beaver Creek, a suburb of Dayton, Ohio. There, the team helped build a new 17,200-square-foot worship auditorium for University Baptist Church, founded in 1967. New Cove volunteers worked for a week with volunteers from Beaver Creek, Kansas, Texas, Florida, and Wisconsin. The challenge this year was coming into a project already behind schedule due to a lack of materials and a lack of subcontractor employees. By God's will and through teamwork, the new Cub team and others left the project further ahead than they found it. Yeah, no kidding. 
And those of you that are not aware that our flip side, where our students are meeting this morning, uh, Builders for Christ came and built that with us. And uh, so we are recipients and, and, uh, and paying it forward as we go. So, Zach, one more time, talk about where you guys went, and then how did you see God at work there? Uh, nine volunteers uh, traveled to Dayton, Ohio area, Beaver Creek, uh, Ohio specifically, uh, University Baptist Church. And uh, it, as, the, as the narrator said, uh, they were behind when we got there, primarily because of the materials and uh, the subcontractors that did not have labor and all those things that, that we were suffering here in the building world as well. And uh, it just was amazing to me to, to see these six states, representatives of, of six states, about eight different churches, come together uh, and identify, okay, we're not doing the same thing as last year. And so we all adapted and improvised and learned new skills. And it was amazing um, there's not a lot of fighting, none at all, um, other than first and chow line. But, um, but uh, it was just amazing how people picked up new skills and went ahead and, and did it. And it was obvious when we left that, that we had had an impact physically uh, on the, on the church, but also in the congregation, just people were grateful for the Builders for Christ teams uh, to come there from May through August. What year was this for you? Uh, not as many as Larry Pickerel, but um, probably about 20, I think. Okay, maybe. wow. So how did you I'm see... still learning. <laughs> 20 years of, of going, how did you see God at work in your life? How, how did he reveal himself to you this year? I think uh, I'm a high responsibility theme, theme guy, and, and I always feel it's my responsibility to make sure uh, everybody is productive and, and having a good time. And uh, I, I think uh, by day two, God is gotten through my thick skull that I'm not responsible for people Uh, and yeah so that that just enables me to to focus on what my job is and to make sure that the the care of the people the the volunteers that we we send uh, are are is good and also that they are uh, um, active and doing something. You you take volunteers to some place, and the worst thing you can do is have them sit around. Yeah. And so uh, the construction manager did not allow us to do that. And then the sewing team uh, made a bunch of stuff that they give out to to different local charities, and it was. It was a good, a, a good spiritual reminder that God's got a plan. Uh, we're part of it, but we don't necessarily need to know 
the next day. Uh, that's good. Let Zach, Zach know you appreciate him and the Builders for Christ. So, Tatum, come on up. Uh, before we show the video for our student ministry, uh, I was in student ministry uh, for 14 years, and I would make a deal with the parents, say, if you at all, if, if in any way possible, if you can make your son or daughter, I know I said that, make them go in the mischief, their lives will be changed. And I also made a deal with the students who went, who I, and I knew who didn't want to go. That was obvious to tell. But I made a deal with them, say, give it two days. And after two days, if you don't like, we'll fly you home. And uh, never had one, one student leave. And uh, so watch this. This year, New Cove took 51 high school students and leaders to Asheville, North Carolina for a service trip through a camp called Enfuge. For an entire week, students and leaders stayed at Ridgecrest Conference Center. During the days, they went to a nearby camp to help with landscaping as the conference center started their summer season. The service trip was invaluable. In serving alongside each other, students connected with each other and with leaders from New Cove. The trip made for lasting memories and was a great opportunity to remember the value of serving those around us. This year brought some interesting challenges as leaders navigated tough conversations after a camp speaker's words led to some deep wounds. But by leaning into the situation, leaders and students learned more about what Jesus' love actually means within our church body. Ultimately, the hope is the kids saw what it looks like to trust Jesus where they are at in life while building community to support each other's walk with Jesus when they come home. So this is Tatum Paulson. You'll recognize her from one of the worship. uh, She's one of our worship leaders. Uh, So Tatum, talk about how you saw God at work in the lives of those who went on the mission trip. Yeah, so I think so often when we think of mission trips, we think of about the people that we're going to serve and um, the people that we're going to. But I, like, saw God at work so much through, like, us. It was one of the coolest experiences to um, see people that I never thought would make the heart change to become a Christian and make their faith their own. This trip was what did that for them, and that was one of the coolest things to be a part of and to be around them and to be beside them as they like made that step towards faith. So that was like the coolest thing for me to watch. So awesome. Tell me about how you saw God at work in your life. I think that I really saw the importance of community and the importance of God has placed you exactly where you need to be for a given purpose. Growing up in a Christian home, a Christian church, a Christian school, like that's something you hear all the time, but that's something that was really made known to me um, is that God has placed you exactly where you need to be. Um, whether it's doing what Matthew 28 says and going to make disciples or whether it's um, just being a friend to the person next to you, um, I think that God made it very clear that um, community and the people around you are just so, so important. What she said. Oh, my word. Can you imagine if, if New Cove said, if I can't be like Jesus, I want to be like Tatum. Uh, Tatum, it's easy to see Jesus in you. And, and that 
is, what you talked about is to know God and make him known. And the only way you can make him known is be in relationship. And uh, anyway, I'm, I'm grateful for your leadership. And it's easy, as I said, it's easy to see Jesus in you. Let Tatum know you appreciate her. <clears throat> Chris, come on up and join me. Uh, this next one uh, has has a deep, deep uh, connection in my own life. Uh, and several years ago, actually about 20 years ago, uh, Sue Ford said, I would like for you to go to Royal Family Kids Camp. Just go one time. And, and she'd asked me before, and I found a good excuse not to go. And, uh, and she came back and said, no, really, really, I, I want you to go. And I went, and it's a camp for abused and neglected and uh, kids in uh, foster care. And uh, I went, and within one day, I thought, I'm coming back every year. So this year was year 19 for me, uh, just because Sue Ford said I had to go. And... But it was, I don't want to steal Chris's thunder, but it, it has touched my heart to be able to, uh, to share, to create a heaven experience for students that they don't live in heaven and they've had a tough life. And our church, along with four other churches, pull together and do amazing things. Uh, so watch this and then we'll let Chris share. Royal Family Kids Camp is an annual week-long summer camp experience for kids within Lancaster County who are in the foster care system. Volunteers from New Cub and other churches created a safe, loving environment for 53 children this year. Many staff stepped up to help navigate some stressful situations. Highlights of the week's activities included a concert and a morning of pirates. But more importantly, God helped volunteers confront abuse and make positive memories for those children. Counselors showed and shared the love of Christ with kids who often feel invisible or overlooked. Many campers had the time of their lives. As one camper put it, this is the best camp ever. So, Chris, what year was this for you? Uh, This was year 11 for me. And how did you see God at work at the camp this year? God worked in so many incredible ways. Just um, every day, these kids uh, who the world has written off as um, just not being able to contribute just got to hear the gospel message and got to feel the love of Christ and um, got to actually be kids for a whole week. Um, these kids have been just been through so much that they really just are so guarded and they're so... Um, just not trusting of adults and they just we just saw God work in so many ways for them to build positive relationships with adults and uh, hear the gospel of Jesus Christ each and every day talk about since you've been there so many years how did you see God at work in your own heart this particular time Um, this year was uh, a challenge and we just saw God work in amazing ways for me personally um, it just reignited my passion to sharing the gospel with um, orphans and those that the world has written off. And uh, it has recommitted my commitment to the year-round club and mentoring program that we have. And also, when I come home, it really puts um, 
gives me a, an eternal per perspective of what matters most. And uh, it makes me be a more intentional um, husband and a more intentional father with my children because uh, I just want to pour the love of Christ into them as much as we do with the kids that we serve and love uh, at Royal Family Kids Camp. And I know behind the scenes that's how you are, and I'm grateful for that. Um, Corey is going to hate me for this. Cor Everybody turn around and look at Corey and w wave Corey. No, there you go. Uh, so let me, oh my gosh, I did not ask permission to share this, but I'm going to. So Amen. there's a distance. So this was Corey's, this was Corey's first year. And uh, so before the bus came and he was just standing there and, and you may not have been nervous, but you looked nervous to me. <laughs> and, and I said, Corey, what do you think? He said, I have no idea what I'm doing here. <laughs> And I said, relax, You're, God's going to use you, just wait, wait and see. And so he was running sound, which is important for us. But uh, about day two into Royal Family, uh, COVID hit, and it started, uh, it just start, started taking over. So we moved everything outside. Well, all the sound equipment was already wired for indoors. And so we've got, you know, 120 people that need to, be involved and can hear things and Corey said well I just happened to pack an extra sound system <laughs> and so out comes this amazing sound system that was far better than what we were had and he became the hero of the camp Amen. and, and it was awesome <laughs> and I share that for two reasons to embarrass him but but the other is what you do matters. We, we, we tend to think it only matters if you're up on stage, that that's where it is. I got news for you. You are where God wants you, and it may be serving behind the scenes, but someone, in this case, Corey, provides sound so that these kids could hear that they're loved, they're valued, they're cared for, they're pursued. They matter to Jesus. And, and so don't downplay the season you're in. Whatever season you're in, look and see, well, where does God have me? And invest where God has you. And if he wants to expand your territory, then he'll expand it and bring new people in. Uh, but I, I, I see that at, at Royal Family because I'm there. Uh, but I see people working behind the scenes and providing and I'm standing in line with these kids getting snacks, and they go, these are the best snacks ever. And, and they are. There are no celery sticks there. <laughs> I mean, we're talking real snacks. <laughs> and those kids get real snacks. And, and nothing, nothing is, is second rate at all. And, again, it's because New Cub believes that people matter. All people matter. And so the down and out and those that are struggling, and it was a great camp. So let Chris know you appreciate, appreciate him. So uh, we've been involved in, Marty and Brent, come on up. Uh, we've been involved in uh, resettlement for, uh, for folks, and uh, we have an Afghan uh, family that we want to talk about, and I'm so proud of New Cove, and I can't wait for you to hear this. However, 
the Shearsides, the family that we're going to talk about, uh, they would pr- prefer privacy. And so if you will not take pictures or videotape this particular thing, this is just for us, and uh, we'll let uh, them, uh, Marty and Brent, take it away. This year, a team from NewCove, in partnership with Lutheran Family Services, has served refugees, specifically the Afghan population in Lincoln. The team began by meeting to go through cultural training, so those they served would feel at home. The team reached out and received an outpouring of household goods to furnish an apartment for a family. Very soon, the team was given charge of the Shirzad family, who had four kids and one on the way. What began with an unfurnished apartment and a week's worth of groceries became a great adventure. The team helped with transportation, enrolling kids in school, shopping, food net, utilities, job seeking, babysitting, fixing bicycles, tutoring, and much more. Some team members were even in the delivery room for the birth of the youngest, Shirzad, in March. Recently, the team helped the Shirzads move into a place more conducive for the family of seven. Through it all, NewCov has given generously. The relationship with the Shirzad family has also led to relationships with other Afghan families. God has brought these refugee families to Lincoln because of his love for them and for us. Well, thanks. So, this past year, we had the opportunity to settle uh, our second refugee family. Uh, it was been a really uh, kind of adventure for us, which has been really fun. And uh, Marty Norton and his wife Lisa have led our team uh, of volunteers that have been helping the family resettle. And so I want you to hear from them a little bit. So, Marty, tell us uh, in the process of seeing this family resettled, how have you seen God at work in their lives? So I've seen, uh, one thing I've seen is God be in the work of new covers lives and um, just to see people pitch in where they can when they have time and use the skills that they have because uh, there's just a lot of different things it takes to resettle a family that I did not anticipate. Um, one thing that I've seen uh, God working in their lives is I know that uh, I would say they're people of peace there are people that God definitely is working in their lives, um, and including the families, the other families that we've been introduced to. And uh, one thing that I do typically is when I'm working with Muslim people, I pray that God would give them visions of Jesus. Um, that's just something people have told me to do, and so I do that often. And uh, so one day I was talking to somebody, and they said, I keep having this dream about a fisherman and going fishing what is that about? And uh, I told him, well, honestly, I've been praying for you that you have visions of Jesus. So maybe that's what it's about. I don't know. But I've never had that experience before, but it was kind of cool. I think it was God saying, keep it up. You're doing what I ask you to do. That's great. Um, Recently, one of the big uh, things I've seen God do in their life is provide better housing for them. They've recently moved. This family particularly recently moved to be close to some other Christians, not intentionally on their part, but intentionally it's also close to work and it's close to school so they can walk to school. And so uh, the housing is so much better than it was. Yeah, that whole process was kind of a God 
thing, right? Yeah, so I had given up hope. Uh, I know their finances. I thought maybe in a year or two they can move from this house. Uh, it's not going to happen real soon. And uh, my wife has a lot more trust in God than I do. And so she kept looking, and uh, she found something that she said, I think you ought to just take them and show them this house. And so I took them to this uh, house showing, and there were hundreds of other, uh, maybe tens, seemed like hundreds of other uh, <laughs> people looking through the house as well, filled out an application. I thought, okay, this was a good exercise. Everybody can kind of keep hoping this will happen in the next couple of years. And that Monday, I got a phone call from the landlord, and he said, I want to know more about this family. Uh, and so I told him their story, and I told him that, and he goes, well, are they a financial risk? I go, well, you can figure it out. Uh, yeah, it's a financial risk. He goes, I want to rent to this family. He said, I served in Afghanistan, and uh, I have a heart for Afghanis. And uh, he was also a refugee himself. He'd moved to the United States when he was 16 from Vietnam. So he said, I want to rent to this family. And he's like, wow, I guess God acts. God moves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that that's more than just a coincidence of connections, but that was, that was a God thing to find that house for them. So awesome. Uh, so Marty, you've given a lot of energy to leading the team, but I'm curious how you've seen God work in your life just in the process of helping this family get settled. So for me, over the last few months, I've been uh, reading some books and thinking through this uh, mind frame of, am I serving God so that he loves me better? Am I trying to please him? Or do I believe that God loves me more than he'll ever be able, I mean, this is as much as he'll ever be able to love me. He loves me, he saved me, he died for me on the cross, <clears throat> and if I believe that, then all I need to do is trust him. So this has definitely been a good battlefield for me to go, okay, am I trusting God, or am I just doing this because I want God to love me more? And mm -hmm. so I, this has just been a great opportunity for me to wrestle with my own faith, yeah. I think, and That's to great. mature. Awesome. Which, <clears throat> similar to what I think Tatum shared with the, the whole mission trip experience, so often you think about the people that we're serving will be the ones that really benefit from this, but often uh, God works in our lives in the process as much, if not more, than the people that we're serving. And so that's so encouraging for me to hear from you. So thanks, Marty. Tim? Well, I hope this morning it's become crystal clear people matter to God. You matter to God. And it's not by coincidence that you were here this morning. Um, maybe you've never given your life to Jesus Christ. And a simple prayer, just say, Jesus, I need you and I want you. I'm tired of trying to make life work apart from you. That's simple. And it's that simple to share that with the people that, if you are a believer, that God puts people in your pathway and that you can look for ways to, to build bridges to them because they matter and it matters eternally. And I'm so proud to be a part of a church that believes in going outside the walls. It would be easy um, to just pull up the walls and pull up the drawbridge, but that's the case. We're not going to do that. Yes, Larry, I see this... 
That's a good question. How do you sign up for this stuff? There's one in every crowd. Thank you, Larry. If you want to talk about knowing Jesus Christ, there's a prayer card. Just put your name and uh, contact, we'll contact you. If you want to have more conversation about getting involved in serving, just put your name and put serving. We, we will jump on that very fast. Um, and again, it's not, not a, a, an occurrence that uh, just happens periodically. It's when God calls people to, to get together. And I'm proud to be a part of a church that says people matter to God. Let me pray for us. Father, I thank you for the ways that you are using new coveys. And today is just a glimpse, just a uh, a thimble full of, of ways. God, may we be your hands and your feet and your voice um, and your life to the people you put around us this afternoon. May we not take for granted the people you put in our pathway. Tomorrow, as we head out for the week, God, may we realize that there are opportunities that you're giving us to, to be the light of Jesus to others. Father, I pray that you would continue to bless New Cove and uh, as we seek to make you known and seek to know you, praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Took my stand away. Um. Uh, I just want you to notice this morning you probably heard the only time in your life I brought an extra sound system with me. <laughs> probably the only time you're going to hear that in your life. That's a good story. Um, so anytime we can sing scripture, I like to try and do that. Brett encouraged me to just say a little bit about this song this morning. Um, this is an album I play with my kids at home, and it's really good. Kids' music is so good. In fact, it's for adults. <laughs> but uh, anytime we can bring scripture to music, I think uh, sometimes we forget the joy of that in our adult lives, right? That um, there's something beautiful about music, beautiful about the scripture, and the combination of the two. This song is a little bit, mashups are a thing right now, right? This song is a little bit of a mashup of translations. Um, in the NIV, Paul says to us, uh, in Ephesians chapter 2, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. And then in verse 10, in the New Living Translation, uh, it is translated, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us new in Christ, so we can do the good things he's planned for us. He planned for us long ago. Uh, and we're going to some of you guys might, might have memorized that when you were kids. Maybe you've focused on it when you're reading. We're going to sing these words now. Just hope this will be a prayer in your heart. It'll kind of bring these things back to your mind and help you settle in on them. <laughs> 